0: I know Nick Saban didn't want to hear this, but in theory, Alabama's got a pretty easy game this weekend. So who do you want to see get that extra play in time?
1: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey, everybody, welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. I will talk to you about Prize Picks in just a bit. And thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We are your number one source for all things Bama. So, Jimmy, we've got um, what they call Cupcake Weekend. Chattanooga fans mm-hmm. may take offense, and I'm sorry that you do, but you are. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> It may be close for a little bit, but in the end, I mean, hopefully Alabama's going to pull away. And if that happens and when that happens, there's some guys we want to see get some run. I mean, we know what Jalen Milrow can do at this point. Know what Dallas Turner can do. But we want to see some of the guys that, uh, you know, maybe we've been clamoring for. Maybe, I don't know, I'll start with Justice Haynes. What do you think? Right.
1: I think Haynes and Dylan Lonergan jumped to the top of the list for me. Uh, I don't mean to start on offense. I'm kind of a defense guy, but uh, I do think those two are interesting. Uh, I don't know, you know, if we'll have a look at Lonergan doing anything but handing off to Justice Haynes and Richard Young, but uh, I do think uh, we'll get a look at them, hopefully, uh, you know, but I'm also into a couple of defensive dudes. Uh, what about some of these outside linebackers that all have redshirted Keon Keely yonse Pierre and Quay Rousseau all have redshirted uh, so they can all play and, and they're not blowing a redshirt. Uh, I think we would like to take a look at them. I, I, you know, based on what I hear, I think all three are are going to be uh, contributors as soon as next season. I think all three might be significant special teams players next year. Uh, I don't know that any of them will be ready to be first-team players, which might surprise some people, but I'll just go ahead and lay that out there right now. Based on what I hear right now, I, I don't I don't know that Keely, Russo, and Pierre will be first-team players in the spring. Um, right now, I think, you know, if Q Robinson comes back, I think he's one. I think one guy that's one of the better players on the roster that no one ever talks about is Keanu Coot. I think uh, he could be in the mix for a starting spot, there's some talk that Braswell will come back. Uh, that, that shocks me. I, I'd be a little surprised. But there is talk that, that Chris Braswell could come back. If so, he's clearly the number one dude. Uh, Why? Spot.
0: Why would he come back, though?
1: Uh, feeling like he is close to being a first-round pick, and if he comes back, he can cement it. Uh, and a history of Alabama linebackers – that have stayed and it really paid off for them. Ruben Foster, Reggie Ragland, C.J. Mosley, a lot of guys became Ryan Anderson. A lot of guys became first round picks because they they came back. Uh, and, and I've I've heard of those two arguments being made uh, and being presented to Braswell as to why he should return. So I'm not ruling that out. But if you're asking me right now, Jimmy, is Chris Braswell staying or going? I'm saying he's going. Uh, that that's my answer. But there's talk that he could be back. Q Robinson will participate in senior day, which is a little concerning because I think he needs to come back. I, I don't, I'm, I'll be frustrated if he, if he leaves, I'll think it's a big mistake. And, and I would even say, Hey man, if you don't want to be here, fine portal out, but don't, don't go pro early. Uh, I, I think he'd be making a huge mistake. Um, so, I mean, he's so those still, are just a few names.
0: When you bring up Q Robinson and, and by the way, no relation. Um, y'all are both tall. Both uh that's where the that's where the similarities stop. Um (laughs) but you know he's still best known for trying to pick up a a punt against Tennessee that cost Alabama seven points. I mean, I'm I'm happy for him. I want him to to succeed. I do. But I, I'm curious, and just because, by the way, we've talked about this in a previous podcast this week, just because he takes place in senior day doesn't necessarily mean right. he won't be back. Maybe he just wants to have two senior days. I don't know. Do you get two framed jerseys if you mm-hmm. do two senior days? I believe days?
1: you do. I believe you do. I think Will Reichert's going to get another one tomorrow, and and Darren Dowcourt was out there last year too. Here's the, the thing about participating in Senior Day where people are going, why are they reading into that? That's no big deal because people participate in Senior Day and they come back every year. That's true, and just because you participate doesn't mean that you're not coming back. I would just point out that there are two seniors on the roster, okay. Trey, Amos, Trey Amos and Christian Story, who already opted out. They've already said, I'm not doing Senior Day. I mean, to me, that's a, a, an implicit announcement that they plan to return. So Q doesn't have to do the Senior Day thing. If he's coming back, he doesn't have to do it. Trey Amos and, and Christian Story aren't. So... That, that's my point is, is Q is obviously considering leaving or he wouldn't be, uh, you know, participating in senior day. He would be like Amos and Story saying, uh, nah, I'm coming back. So I, I just think, I mean, I hope some guys come back selfishly because I'm pro-Alabama, not pro-Seattle Seahawks. So I hope that Malachi Moore comes back. I hope that Braswell comes back. But I understand if they don't. I get it. I get it. But Q... I will not get. I won't get that because in my mind, he might be a pro football player. He might be. But if he goes pro now, I would give him almost zero chance of being drafted. And when you're not drafted, that's a tall ladder to climb. I know that fans will go, well, what about Eli Ricks? Okay, what is the percentage of non-drafted players that make a team? It is low. The percentage of players that make a team who are drafted – virtually 100% virtually, you know, it's not, but it's close.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And um, I would tend to think maybe this means he's leaning or at least considering portaling out versus going pro. I, I, again,
1: could be. I have a hard
0: time understanding if he feels like he's getting advice to go pro. I just don't get it.
1: Um, and even portaling out, Q, I mean, assuming Turner and Braswell leave, you're the number one guy. He's been a first-team player all year. I know some people don't look at that like he's not a first-team player. Yeah, he is because when Alabama's in the Raptor package, when Alabama calls out the Raptor package, he goes out there. That, to me, is first-team. If you're the extra tight end in in goal line, you're first-team because when the goal-line package is out there, you're out there with the first team. So Q is a first-team player in the Raptor, and that basically, in, in, in fact, just says okay, he's the third outside linebacker right now. And the two ahead of him are are almost certainly ahead of the NFL. So I don't understand if he portals. I mean, uh, unless he's, you know, oh, my gosh, uh, I hate these people. I must get away from them. My life is miserable because, you know, someone's tormenting me. Uh, Maybe that's happening. I don't
0: know. Um, Really quickly, um, when we come back, we're going to talk about just some – odd and end things in college football that affect Alabama or that are SEC or, or, or playoff related, because there's a lot of interesting stuff out there, but I do want to tell everybody about prospects. But before I do, the other day, I told you guys that my team, my girls team won the, uh-huh. st- the championship and I didn't put the picture up and there it is right there. You how see that? that? Gigantic, how about that trophy, you and, man?
1: You and your uh, crew.
0: That's my daughter on the way looking at it, the way left my, my way right in the picture. And um she's the one that's sort of standing by herself pointing at you because she is uh she is not lacking of confidence. But um <laughs> the big trophy we were holding was great because uh the the parents actually one of the parents got that for us. And at first I thought like the Busa organization had gotten that for us. And I was like, oh my god, because it had all our names on it. I was yeah, like so nice. Holy cow. I was like, I'm sort of digging playing in Mountain Rug. You can teach. <laughs> I was like, I'm used to being in LA City where I got a certificate when I was younger. That's
1: um, like, Can you believe the mayor passed this as a budget expense? <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Let me tell everybody about prize picks. This is so much fun. Um, with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections with prize picks. What is prize picks? Well, it's like the number one daily fantasy sports po- platform in North America. It is number one, as Jimmy is pointing out. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey, uh, a 10.5 combo, three-pointers made, plus number of times he kisses Taylor Swift. Kidding plus receptions. Um if you want to play alongside Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find community plays under promo tabs of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Pick community each and every week. Uh, these this is just so much fun. The app is so easy to use. If I can use it, you can use it. I promise you that. Um, Jimmy and I are not tech savvy, and this is for anybody. Go to prizepickscom college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Jimmy, so um, just some interesting stuff adding in college football. I get, well, first of all, was there anybody else you wanted to see? Um, I'll tell oh. you a guy that I'm hoping for that you didn't mention that is sort of in those same that realm of position that we've been talking about the most with Yanzi Pierre, um, Braswell, you know, obviously we see a lot of Braswell, but he's interesting. Quindarius Robinson, Keon Keely um, is Jeremiah Alexander. Yes. This is a guy, I mean, I, boy, you want to talk some about somebody that I'm waiting for that light to click on. I, I saw him in high school and he was awesome. And I don't know why it's not transitioning to the next level yet. It hadn't, and maybe it's just because he's got some serious dudes in front of him. That may be it, but I I, I want to see. I, I think it's going to take a game like Chattanooga where he makes a play. That turns on that's that is so crucial. People don't understand. Like you can have all the talent in the world, but until you make a play where you go, "Oh, I can play here. I can, I, I, I belong." Then you might not be playing because you're so worried about: Am I in the right position? Am I can, am I in containment or am I rushing? Am I am I doing the right thing? Or you don't trust your instincts. You've got to learn to trust your instincts, and that's all about confidence. So I'm really hoping he's he has a moment in this game where things click.
1: Yeah, I think he's one of the most interesting players on the entire roster. I think he's good. I think he's even really. Good. I think his primary problem, as you already pointed out, Luke, is there's guys ahead of him that he's just not going to beat out. I mean, right now he's been moved to inside linebacker and he's not going to beat out Campbell and Lawson and Trez, you know, uh, even Blackshire. He's not going to move ahead of them. And he, before he was moved inside, he was outside and he's certainly not going to move ahead of Turner, Braswell, or even uh, Q. So he's stuck for now. But as we know, a lot of those guys are moving on to pro football. I think this spring is critical for Jeremiah in terms of, is he ever going to be a a first team player at Alabama? And and I think the spring is almost a do or die time for him. Almost. It's probably, I'm probably over dramatizing there, but I think it's close. And the first question I'm going to have, as far as Jeremiah goes, Luke, is, is he going to play inside or outside right now? He's inside. If he plays against Chattanooga will be as an inside linebacker. That's where he's been recently. Uh, and and that's where he's practicing, so that's where he's going to be. Now in the spring, are they going to move him back outside where there's more opportunity because Turner and Braswell or even Q have all moved on, and now there's opportunity there, or are they going to keep him inside? And I'll I'll just go ahead and say, since he probably doesn't listen to the show, he should, but he probably doesn't, uh, in terms of, like, a concern I, I would have. Like, my question mark for him is, you know, if it doesn't work out, I know he's good. I know he's a good player. Uh, I I think ultimately doesn't work out. It's like, well, he he didn't really have a spot. He wasn't clearly an outside guy or clearly an inside guy. And let's always remember, bring up this point again when the spring rolls around and we're talking about the NFL draft, Luke. um, Scheme with the front seven guys means everything. Scheme means everything. You've got to be the round hole fitting in the round peg uh, for it to work out in the NFL. So are you a outside in in a four three are you a two gap defensive lineman are you an inside backer if you're in a three four but you're not really going to be a mike in a four three i mean i mean that that's that's all critical stuff and and it's a critical thing at alabama you have to fit in the scheme and and with jeremiah i'm like yeah, what spot is his the fact they've moved him around it might not be a great sign Yeah
0: uh, I, I got it I caught it was it, just one, it
1: was one word I don't even it, think I should have said yeah, anything and in fact, it was one word but people enjoy it
0: All I said was all I said was yeah and I and you yeah. could even make the argument that I was doing it silently not muted but yeah. I but I was muted Um
1: <laughs> you okay. did it rhetorically it was a rhetorical yeah
0: Exactly um but okay so you're right and it and it makes me sad because yeah. you know here's the other thing and, and I mean this in the nicest way because I, I love all things HSA. I want some of these Thompson dudes to pan out a little more, you right. know, and I, I'm not taking a shot at Thompson. I don't want anybody who's thinking that I, Thompson is, I get to watch them a lot. They are yeah. superstars. The
1: juggernaut, the juggernaut.
0: And, I, and gosh, I want them to be, you know, and I, I don't think it's Alabama lack of development. Alabama does a great right. job developing players. We see it all the time. And um, <clears throat> I don't know why it's not, Translating to the next level would like superstar.
1: Me neither. Now, some of them have been pretty good. Just maybe not necessarily at Alabama. I mean, Talia has had a heck of a career, you know, at Maryland. You know, he's one of the all-timers at Maryland, frankly. Uh, you know, and uh, I'll tell you what, a couple of young Thompson guys I'd bet on. I think Anquan Fagans is gonna be a fantastic college player. I really think so. Anquan Fagans, uh, who's a 2025, and of course, Trent Seaborn is probably the most famous ninth grade quarterback in the history of the state. Uh, you know, Trent Seaborn certainly on track to have a a big time college career one day, but it is crazy Luke that with seemingly for a while, it seemed like every year, the number one prospect in the state was from Thompson understandably. And it is a great program. So well coached by Mark Freeman and his crew, but, uh, yeah, and again, I think Jeremiah's good. I, I there, I am refute as as much as I just went on that soliloquy. Does he have a spot? Is he ever going to start? I'm a hundred percent convinced. This is a good football player. <laughs> He's good. Now, is he good enough to beat out the dude who's number one? And does he clearly have a spot? Is he a Jack? Is he a Will? Is he a Mike? I think we're three years in now asking the question and that that that's not necessarily a great sign but i i know this kid is good we get kids who are ends up they're overrated and it ends up they're like oh uh, he's just not good enough to beat alabama jeremiah is absolutely not one of those good kids i i, I think i've already seen, seen enough whether it's scrimmages a day or garbage time in games uh he's a good player uh, i and, and i hear things from inside the program i mean he's good no doubt he's good it's just is he good enough? Because that bar is pretty high at Nick Saban's Alabama. All
0: right. This segment went a little differently than I thought it would, but that's okay. I mean, Man, we I think it's a been a good more. one. Yes, I like it. I like talking about guys that we want to see uh, really get going. Um, now, what we're going to do in the next segment is we're going to talk about some of those little funky college football in, odd end things that I wanted to discuss And we're going to do that when we come back But right now. I want to tell everybody about athleticbrewing.com. Go check them out. Now it's time for your game changer of the week brought to you by athletic brewing company, much like, you know, how about, how about I say Dallas Turner since he's participating in senior day, um, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. And I promise you they do. I've got some, I've ordered some, but they've also sent me some, I mean, full disclosure, because they let us try. And you know, I don't always wanna just have a drink drink. I just, sometimes I'll just wanna have, I just wanna relax. And this is the way to do it. Athletic Brewing, uh, they have these delicious flavors. I promise you'll love them. Um. They, their brews are great-tasting and award-winning. They beat out full-strength beers in global competitions all the time. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Goldings, Sours, and more. They're constantly releasing limited-edition experimental styles to add to their variety. They're fit for all times, so you can drink them anytime, anywhere, and make any activity even more enjoyable, like watching a big game like Chattanooga or your kid's game if your daughter happens to win the soccer championship. Uh, tackling work or working out. There's n- never any hangovers with athletic brewing. So look, you can find athletic brewing companies, non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First time customers can use code locked on to get 15% off your, your order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. All right. So some odd and end stuff college football wise that I find fun. First of all, uh, thank you for making Lockdown me your first listen every day. We truly do appreciate you guys a ton. Um, Michigan is going for win number 800 this weekend. Wow. Michigan is playing against Talia Tungavailoa, who you just brought up. Michigan has also decided to accept the three-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh, which is a joke. There's no other way to put this. This is completely idiotic. Is sad. Um, it is just awful. It's, it's a horrible look. And, um, you know, I think the big 10 could forever now just say, Hey, you know what? we we need to quit acting like we're better than everybody. You know, they've always been sort of hoity-toity. Nah, not anymore. Um, this is a joke and, um, that's okay. Whatever it is, what it is. But just so we all know, next time somebody gets caught cheating, if you suspend your coach three games, that's enough. So let's just go for that. And we all yeah. cheat. I'm I'm fine with it, whatever. But I wish it what I wish it weren't that way. Um, I think this is uh just absolutely yeah,
1: almost worse to me than than what happened, which is really significant. What happened is really significant. Almost worse to me has been Michigan's attitude about the whole thing. Uh I mean, basically it feels like they're proclaiming innocence. <laughs> Though producing zero evidence of any kind, <laughs> I, I mean, it's 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 almost as if, how dare you put me in jail for murder? How dare you? And well, was it self-defense? No, but you can't put me in. I mean, it's it, it that Michigan's uh, uh, I that's got me more upset than the actual underlying thing because everybody steals signs. I get that everybody still signs. I know that everybody still signs, but you can't do that. And it just doesn't seem like, I think Michigan gets it. I just think they don't care. I just think that they're literally feel like they're above sportsmanship. Jimmy, you know what it's like? It's like being
0: at the poker table and you spot a tell on somebody that, yeah. you know, every time they have a good yeah. hand, they touch their nose or whatever. Yeah, But it's, it's one thing to spot the tell. It's another thing when that gentleman goes to the bathroom and you look
1: at his cards. That's, that's or, or when you're not going up against him, against the rules, you film his other hands playing against other competitors and it's against the rules to do that. And yeah. they did it. But you know, and, and it's so, funny. So that's, it's not just the stealing signals. They, they violated rules to say nothing of what I would call, obvious sportsmanship the kind of sportsmanship i'm sure that you uh you know preach to your 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 soccer players because it's an important part of of playing softball i mean playing soccer at that age an important part of that is sportsmanship and playing with class and respecting your opponent and that's an important part of it why 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 are we cutting that out at michigan why are we cutting that out in college football uh, they're still 18 to 22 year olds. This isn't the Seahawks versus the Bengals. I mean, this is, this is college football and sportsmanship and class in class and the way you, you know, that's supposed to be a thing.
0: You know, and you also brought up Michigan's attitude about it, which, um, it reminds me of, I think it was Eddie Murphy raw. It was either raw or delirious. I get them mixed up. So I hadn't seen either one of them in a while, but where he was talking about how sometimes men, they get caught cheating by their girlfriend or wife. And he said, you know, I have a friend that just goes, it wasn't me. She goes, well, I saw you. I saw your car parked outside our house. Wasn't me. I looked right in your eyes. Wasn't me. And then she goes, maybe it wasn't you. You know, if you just, it's not a lie if you believe it. That's the George Costanza advice of all time. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's irritating. Because it's just so stupid. And then Desmond Howard's defense of all this has been comical. Um they've, just they've,
1: they and if, if
0: you're so innocent, if you're I get it. Look, I hate that I hate using this defense because there are a lot of times, you know this as a lawyer, there are a lot of times a, a company or a, an individual may settle a case because they're like, by the time I fight this with every fiber of my being and every penny I have, I've even if I win, I've lost. So I might as well settle for thirty grand rather than risk the the financial the the financial risk of three hundred thousand and and the reputation. So Michigan is not necessarily admitting guilt, but they're admitting guilt. But regardless, um, they're going for win number uh, one thousand too, Jimmy. I don't know if I told I said that at the beginning. They're going for win number one thousand. That's pretty significant because they have the most wins of anybody in college football, and, and kudos to them for that. And I, I find this interesting. I just started looking at this because um, Alabama is at not is third with nine sixty two. Now I don't even know if that includes the the wins we had to vacate. I assume it doesn't, which is stupid. Let's get those back. But Yeah, and is that uh, what the
1: NCAA is going to do three years from now? Is vacate some Michigan wins three years from now? Yeah, that's thanks. why everybody gets. That's why everybody gets frustrated that's why yeah. because it's so dumb and it doesn't mean a thing at least the big 10 did something although it wasn't enough in my opinion but the big 10 did something the nca is going to you know release a report in 2027 that says uh michigan's got to forfeit their win over michigan state and it's we're vacating what what the hell was that i mean that it's 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 the whole thing is oh well let's just play football let's just play football um,
0: all right, so Alabama's at 962. Ohio State's at 963. So I'm sort of rooting against Ohio State just so we can catch up, hopefully. Um, and uh, Texas at 945. And then another interesting, I mean, again, maybe somebody didn't find this interesting. Auburn is going for win number 800 this weekend against New Mexico State. They should get it. They're 22 and a half point favorites, but they're at 799 wins. Uh, Clemson, if you're wondering, can anybody catch Auburn who's number 18 on the list? Clemson's at number uh, 20 with 795. So if Clemson hadn't fallen off a cliff this year, they probably would already have caught Auburn. But uh, they they sort of stuck it up. So I just I, I look the all time wins thing. The reason I love all this is because it really solidifies Alabama's blue bloodedness. And um, I, I love no doubt that about that. So, um. All right. We're we're when we have our next podcast, which will be tomorrow after the Nuga game, um, we will begin our panic for the Iron Bowl. So be ready for <laughs> the uh, be ready for the press conference after the Chattanooga game. Please join us. And until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll time.